Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Georgian trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. My name is Nick Ingvall with my guy Robbie Falke tonight, today, this morning, this evening, whenever you're listening to this, to uh, talk about some Jordans, some, uh, some Jordans that we probably didn't realize how many actually came out. But we'll get to that in a little bit. How you doing, Robbie? I would even say a boatload of Jordan because <laughs> yeah. um, it definitely, as I was making the list, I was like, holy sh- gosh, dang, it's a lot of Jordan. Um, but I'm good, man. Um, 2-0 in my fantasy football league with my friends I've had. We've been doing it since like 2009. So a long right. while. I'm the one-time defending champ. I've only won once in 10 plus years. It kind of sucks, but... Off to a good start. Can't complain. Nice, nice. Good to hear. Um, make sure you check out the Know Your Roots podcast, the subsidiary of the Sneaker History podcast. We talk about the NFL a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm good. yeah, for sure. So let's let's uh, let's fill people in on that. So we we wanted to to kind of have like a, a sports specific podcast. So Robbie and Rowett have been kind of handling that. And we have we just put up a, a recent episode, so definitely check that out if you haven't checked it out. But also at the same time, let us know if you want to see that in the same feed as this podcast, or if it's something that you would like to see in its own space, and we could just run them both side by side simultaneously. Kind of up to up to you guys listening to let us know how you want us to proceed with that. We just like talking to each other, talking to you guys about what's going on, and we figured there's a lot of sports related stuff that crosses over into sneakers but then there's lots of sports related stuff that doesn't necessarily mean sneakers so we could easily keep it in its own world and and have plenty to talk about in my opinion so uh anything else to add to that robbie i can jabber jaw across many different things <laughs> so whatever you need we can provide that doesn't rhyme but yeah do it check it out um, yeah and let us let us know what you think about it and at, at one point we talk a lot about the political side of the NFL and whether or not you choose to watch this season, which might not be your cup of tea, but it's only in a little bit in the beginning. We talk a lot about the NBA, so still check it out. But if the political stuff isn't your thing, um, we are mindful of that. So uh, forever trying to enlighten people beyond sports and beyond shoes. But uh, just thanks for listening. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, so what, uh, what are you rocking? What are you copping this week? I was actually rocking my 
on Cloud Rock waterproof boots, man. Uh, we were talking on our Patreon exclusive episode about a certain Air Jordan model that's a boot. And we were talking about how having minimal branding on a boot makes a boot better. Like I agree that like the less you have going on and just the more functional it is, the better. So I really like how my ons just have like a little bit of branding on the side of them, a little bit on the heel, but it doesn't have like a big old, like, Hey, look at me. This is like a sponsored running boot. It's just, uh, and I said running boot because it has like the same technology as their running shoes or trainers, but I wear it on hikes. I wear it to the beach when I'm going through slippery rocks. I wear it out in rural Idaho. I wear it on like normal hikes around Portland, like anywhere that could be wet or maybe a little cold and you want to have like running comfort, highly recommend you check them out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually looking forward to getting a pair. It's one of the shoes I don't have. One of the brands that I don't have a pair of yet. So the boot, also, man, the boot. Oh, the boot, the boot. Das gotcha. I mean, gotcha. the shoes are great too. The running shoes are fantastic, but I've never been into boots ever. Like I have never worn hiking boots willingly. And these are like my hiking boots that I legitimately like wearing. Okay. So okay. Estimate to, to a guy that wears Jordan ones so much to get me in a pair of boots that I enjoy is tough. It's a strong cosine, man. That's a strong yeah. cosine. Very strong. When I'm not in the J's, I'm probably wearing those. All right. All right. Anything on the radar that you're looking at picking up? Man, this is a great question that you ask. I know we ask every, every episode, but yes, the Michigan state dunks are something very much on my radar. Uh, I probably heard about my loss or success by the time this episode's airing. But if you were to join our discord, uh, there's people there who are legitimately willing to try to throw you an assist on a pair of shoes. I can put a message out saying anybody who's not trying for the Michigan state dunks, please enter sneakers for me. Please enter the undefeated raffle for me. Please do this. And they'll do it. And if somebody says, hey, I'm looking for the Air Jordan 13 Lucky lucky Greens coming out, I'm not particularly looking for that shoe. Um, so I'm more than happy to help you get it. So there's a really good network of people. You'll still take an L sometimes, but there's a good network of people <laughs> willing to give you an extra shot. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, uh, I, I, I I have uh, equally strong cosign for the Patreon, uh, the Discord group helping helping people out. It's kind of uh, it's reminiscent of the old days, I should say, as uh, as the uh, resident old head. But um, yeah, you. anything so, you're looking for? Uh, so there's actually two things, and I know we normally try to you know limit it to one, but you know it's our show; we could do whatever we want. So I'm gonna say. The Atlas skateboarding dunk high. Um, I've been going to Atlas for maybe like 10 plus years down there in San Mateo um, in the Bay Area. And that dunk is super, super dope. I love the tongue. I love that it's different. Uh, the colors are, are super dope. Uh, what is it? Out, out at sea or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I can't not talk about the original live together, play together, Nike Air Raid coming back. So those are my two picks for cops. Uh, rocking, forgot to say that, but rocking uh, some New Balance 
just a great pair of five seven sevens. I think they were called like flying the flag, flying the flag or something. They're just like a made in England New Balance five seventy seven. Kind of basic, but super dope. So, so I mean, example number two. I don't like the differentness of those dunks very much for my personal taste. So I'll be entering those in a thirteen for Nick because they're not my cup of tea. So I will help you succeed. Right on. I appreciate it, man. So uh, we got. A lot of reviews coming in. A lot. A lot of reviews. And uh, we're still looking to hear from Mars, Eminem, you know, peanut butter Eminem specifically. You want to sponsor the podcast. We've got a lot of fans. we got a lot of fans on board on the show, but also listeners clearly have been showing out because that's the only thing we did differently was say there was Eminem's involved, right? Yeah. I mean, for a little bit. Now it's just been genuine love. And that's yeah. really cool too. But here's my point to that Eminem stuff. I don't know who you are if your name's Aunt Baby Flo. So <laughs> I can't mail to Aunt Baby Flo. So if you left a review, I would say reach out to my Instagram directly just to help through the the mess that's the sneaker history DMs. So R-A-H-B-E-E-702, tell me what your review name was and we'll get going that we'll get going on those for you. Just, I thought about the logistics of it yesterday, and I was like, I can't, I can't do it this way. <laughs> but we will find a way. So yeah. you have to tell me. Um, so please, please, if you did a review and you want to cash in on your stickers and M and M's, reach out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So speaking of reviews, we got a, a good one. Uh, ZCD fourteen gave us four out of five stars and says, "Great, great sneaker podcast that doesn't always talk about the most hyped sneakers." Wish they did an episode a week. My number one sneaker podcast, only reason for it to not have five stars is because they get a little political. Uh, so shout out to ZCD14 for the review. We definitely appreciate the feedback. This is something that we've actually talked a little bit about because we feel strongly about talking about politics because we have the platform, but we also don't want to be polarizing with it. So as we did in this episode and kind of give you a heads up about the about the you know your roots podcast with with the political commentary on the NFL. We're going to try to at least give you a heads up if we're going to get super political and maybe even insert something in to be like, you know, trigger warning, if you don't like this then maybe now's the time to go uh check something else out or listen to a previous episode or something. But or we definitely What's that? Fast forward on the same episode. Yeah, or fast forward exactly, or maybe maybe that's what we'll do. We'll just put the timestamps in so you can ignore the politicalness um, when we get when we get too deep into it. But we definitely appreciate you guys supporting and like honestly, the the having honest feedback like this is super super important to me because it's really hard to find that. And I think you know as much as we get to talk to people on our Discord and through Patreon and you know as Robbie said like. The DMs and the, and the comments on Instagram are great, but like we can't necessarily always keep up with it because it's, you know, as much as we would love for this to be our full time jobs, it's not our full time jobs. And there's a full time job worth of comments and DMs on the account. So we try to get back to you as soon as possible. But like, obviously, we're going to go through every episode and read a review if you guys are leaving them. So this is a good way for us to get it in front of all of us and let us see what your feedback is. So we definitely appreciate you guys taking the time to do that. Thank you very much for explaining my really awkward and dumb explanation of the podcast episode. So uh, I appreciate that. 
no, um, honesty is the key to any great relationship. And that's the way I think about it. Like our relationship is the broadcaster. And without you guys, the listeners, we would be talking to nobody, a wall. So without you, there is no us. So keep whatever open feedback you have for us. Obviously, we read these. We read them before we talk about it on the air. So it's not just like, oh, what's this? What's the latest one? So we do really try to digest them and and uh, work on it. I'm just so I'm just taken aback by the amount of reviews. I mean, like, yes, the Eminem thing. There's definitely Eminem comments in there, but a lot of you guys just show love and we appreciate it. So many thanks. Um, yeah, man, we got we got 122 ratings on on Apple Podcasts. So, I mean, it's it's. It's just so awesome. I mean, you could probably hear the smile on my face right now because it's just like, damn, this many people are taking the time to leave us a review, like listening to the podcast and like having people like leave a review that's actually thought out and, you know, obvious that the that the people are listening to the podcast in order to leave these reviews. It's not just like, you know, great podcast, thumbs up kind of thing, like don't get me wrong. We appreciate those as well. But like when you say something about an episode that you like it just adds on to our, like, you know, to the joy that we get out of doing this podcast, because it really means that you guys like just genuinely give a shit about what we're saying. So, um, thanks. We appreciate it very much. So, um, yeah, I really don't have anything else to add to that other than you guys are the gift that keeps on giving (laughs) Jordan's jeans are the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could we could probably just say, speaking of Michael Jordan's jeans, uh, Air Jordan 13, 14 colorways over the last, what, 18 no, months, man. two years? <laughs> we, we jumped too far? No, you missed that setup because um, he just bought the... Oh, um, man, I forgot. <laughs> and the photo they posted on SportsCenter was him in those damn jeans. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. I totally forgot. I totally forgot. The 2020 iteration of those fan <laughs> jeans. I don't have to say what they look like. You know what they look like. Yep. So, anywho, Michael Jordan starting a NASCAR team. With <laughs> a, a second NASCAR team, right? Because he's already a big sponsor of one of them. Yeah, with Danny Hamlin, I believe, is the, is the top signee. Yeah, so I, I believe Jordan is, is Denny Hamlin's main sponsor right now already. Um, and then this new team, Bubba Wallace, yeah, Bubba Wallace is going to be the first, the first driver on the new team. And I, th- I think it's super dope. I mean, it's, it's actually kind of crazy too, because if, you, if you're in our, in our discord group, uh, Jay Wolfer 73 has a crazy vintage NASCAR jackets collection that he's been sharing in the cars channel. And I think like, this is another, like, like, just like, there's gotta be some Jordan jackets coming that will for surely end up in his collection, but it's super dope to see, you know, MJ going, you know, full steam ahead into the racing. Me personally, like, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of I, the timing of all of his racing when it started, because he, he began his racing stuff with motorcycles and I actually got my motorcycle license coincidentally, like the same year that he started motor Jordan motorsports. So it's always been a thing to me to be like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Like there's this like little, you know, like, like I'm just on the same path in a, in a really roundabout less wealthy and not as cool way, but I'm still, I still have my motorcycle license. So that makes me cool. Right. 
Dude, you're way cooler than I am. You're, <laughs> you're more like the Terminator than I am. So is anything <laughs> Bubba Wallace, I mean, obviously, we don't want to get too political about it, but like Bubba Wallace had a, you know, made headlines this year. And the fact that Jordan's, you know, kind of doubling down on NASCAR, I think is super dope. You know, I think the unspoken thing about MJ and his North Carolina heritage is like, I don't know that NASCAR is is any bigger than it is in North Carolina. I mean, yeah, you could argue for other places, but like there's a lot of people that have been fans of NASCAR for a long time. And for him to be from there and probably has that passion for it, and that's why you're seeing him go further into it, it's just cool Like to think that you know something like basketball and sneakers can turn into you know this other business venture that is going to empower other young you know athletes to i mean who knows eventually we see a denny hamlin or a bubba wallace jordan shoot maybe um i'll speak for myself i have no interest in that but to each their own i just i just never like soccer i just never understood nascar so to each their own, but it's really cool that he's doing it. And it's just cool how he's just a businessman, man. He's just like sport, business, shoes, everything we like. Just he does it on the Michael Jordan level. Yep. So he does it on such the level that his 13th and 14th signature shoes see like 20 releases over like <laughs> 15 months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A oh, much like, better transition than I, than I uh, botched a few minutes ago. That's the power you need. So, I mean, like, I thought about this a couple days ago. Um, we just had the release last weekend of the Hyper Royal Jordan 14. Um, we have a pair of Lucky Green 13s coming out this year. And if you listen to our Patreon episodes, um, we talk about all of the Jordan release dates coming up. And towards the tail end of that, you probably saw this in the news over the last couple months. I saw it first drop in August. But there's a reverse um, bread Jordan 13 coming out. I'm like, man, that's three really good-looking 13 and 14s in a row. And I don't even particularly like that model. And I like these shoes. Like, what's going on here? So I took it a step further. I dextered it without killing somebody. And I dug a little deeper. And I thought, man, there's been a lot of Jordan 13s and 14s. So let's just do a whole episode talking about some of the colorways you've forgotten about. Because I forgot about a lot of these, not because they're bad, just because we get two Jordan releases a week almost over, you know, 15, 16 months. That's a lot of shoes. So it's kind of it's hard to keep track of all of them mentally. But when you go back and look, they've been on quite a tear. So I'm just going to dive in and I'm going to start the list off with the start off with Jordan 13s and with the atmospheric gray released back in March of 2019. There's been, I want to say, three types of gray Jordan 13s over the past five years. Um, there was like an iridescent pair, another one that slips my mind, <laughs> and then these. There's like a soft gray, like white and neutral gray type deal. Um, but these atmospheric grays, man, this is one I didn't realize I liked until now. And it's just different hues. Cool gray isn't for everybody. There's a little bit of that in here mixed with the atmospheric. But it's just like a white and gray Jordan, man. Like, that's not a very complex motif. But 
it works and I think it works here. And it's just a shoe we probably forgot about. Like, what do you think about this? I don't actually remember atmospheric gray. Atmospheric, um, like kind of atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like looking, looking at the shoe now, I think it looks uh, like more memorable than I remember it. If that makes sense. More memorable than you remember. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but I'm just saying like the Less colorway is actually pretty dope, right? Like I think of like atmosphere, like I'm almost like brainwashed where cool gray is the only gray that matters when it comes to Jordans for some reason, right? Like that's the shoe. That's, that's the color. That's the shoe. Yeah. There's flints and all those others way back in the day, but we really haven't seen that kind of flint energy since. And I could, I could see rocking this colorway if it wasn't, if it was called like cool grays, right? I feel like the colorway, hang on a second. I feel like the colorway actually probably has cool gray on it. Oh, it definitely does. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know if like this is repeating anything that you said, but like, it, like we talked about on the, on our Patreon episode, about how things sell now versus how they would have sold five years ago. There's so many colorways in the last, you know, three years that are like no brainer pickups. If there weren't 20 colorways of these shoes to choose from, right. Does that make sense? Like no, there's just, there's well, no too doubt. many. You can't possibly keep up with them. And like, we talk about sneakers every week, twice a week. And, and then everything in between, right? But like, it's still just so hard to keep up with all the releases. And like, I just completely do not remember this colorway releasing. It's the Phantom Gray then, because you don't remember it. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's dope. I mean, you can rock these with khakis, you can rock these with black. But a second reason why I wanted to bring this up is because, I bring up the whole topic of these two shoes is because the Jordan fanfare to the point where Chicago ones are going for like 1500 bucks, like is out of hand right now. So we're going to go through a lot of colorways that aren't OGs that are probably still acquirable at very reasonable prices. So if you hear a shoe we describe and you think, Oh damn, that sounds cool. Or I remember those and you pull a mic and you want to go search it for three hours all these shoes and prices. I mean, go do that. Like we, I want you to go be like him. That's a great thing to do because maybe you'll find this at, at a come up and you didn't like it at retail at the time. Maybe money wasn't right or whatever. And now money is right. And you, ha I mean, this, whatever situation, just take this as an opportunity to go back and revisit some models because they got lost in the shuffle. Like Nick was saying. Um, so, I mean, this next one here for sure got lost in the shuffle. Um, it released at the end of last year, November of 2019, the Island Green 13s. It looks a lot like um, the reverse He Got Games, which is also on this list. But it's a very clean, it's black with Island Green pair of Jordan 13s. I remember these specifically releasing and not feeling them because the overlay doesn't look right. It's like a textured material that isn't like the 3M textured material. 
and it doesn't look as appealing to me as other options. So I skipped it, but not a not a bad looking shoe. Like I'm I'm for sure positive you could buy this shoe on the low right now. Yeah, I mean I think the colorway is pretty good. It's it, you know, it's not uh it's not something that I'm like you know that into, but again, this is one of those shoes the right oh. price you come across for sure it's 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 a it's a good colorway you can find it in my size 12 for 159 dollars. it's like 150 bucks across the board yeah that's, that's still a solid shoe for that price great and to keep referencing old episodes i'll bring this point up until i'm dead in the grave shoes aren't for the avid collectors only like this is great for somebody if you have a niece or nephew looking to get more into shoes and you don't want to spend $300 on a pair of he got games on resale go buy him these like this is a great option like go spread the love like that's a great price for a pair of Jordan 13s especially when other pairs are just crazy right now um, now this next pair was released I mean it's funny that these really hit the kind of sales shelves when they still released in 2019 um, the Lakers Jordan 13 if Mike was feeling this colorway I wasn't Personally, um, not because it's bad, just because I have a lot of purple shoes, and I'm sure Nick can agree to that statement. So yep. they didn't make the cut in my book, but a very good shoe that I'm sure you can get for dirt cheap. Yeah, I mean, and especially if you're a, a Lakers fan or like college, like LSU or someplace like that, man, this this colorway is is super dope. Again, this is like. I mean, I would prefer not to have the yellow on there, obviously. Maybe throw some silver on on instead. But, like, a, a really good shoe probably around that same $150 price point. And for sure something that, like, this one specifically, I mean, you know, you just think of, like, all the players that would have had this as a PE, right? And to me, that's a super dope kind of nod to the history behind the shoe. I was dead wrong. I forgot about the Kobe association. So these are still kind of expensive. <laughs> so disregard my, um, my false positive kind of maybe of them being cheap. They're not, <laughs> it happens, but, um, these next ones are, so we have the Jordan 13 cap and gown, which followed the same scheme as the Jordan 11 cap and gown. Neither one of them sat with me because the overlay Overlays are very, very important on the 13. It's the defining mark of the shoe. Maybe the pods are, maybe the cat's eye, but to me, the overlay takes up most of the real estate. So that's the first thing my eyes go to. And the patent leather doesn't work in this situation for me. Maybe if it was reversed and the patent leather was on like the mud guard and the toe, I'd, it would look better, but these are uh, a no-go for me. Yes, yeah, it's, it's an easy pass for me too. I I think you you hit it spot on. The patent leather on that like overlay panel is just not the right move. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the Elevens were maybe the first Jordan Eleven that just didn't get universal appraise. A lot of people still liked them. A lot of people bought them, but uh, it wasn't like the universal. We love this shoe. Like the like the eleven typically gets, so I can see how the thirteen um, falls victim to that same fate. Our next shoe was a heavily discounted shoe. I mean, like up until 
I would say a couple months ago, you could still find it on sale. Um, the Chinese New Year Jordan 13. This is a good looking shoe. It's just a shoe not for everybody. Like if you are in South Beach, this is a good shoe for you. But if you're not, like I don't know why. Maybe it's the shade of pink on the pods. But I, I just think Miami when I see this. And it's just uh, maybe a hair too much going on. But this released at the beginning of the year. So that's why you could still find it on sale a couple months ago. Duh. Came out in January. But what do you think about this? I mean, it's not for me, but I think it kind of reminds me of like the Net Yeezys, the first Nike Air Yeezy yeah. one. Um, and and it's, a, it's definitely a good looking shoe. I just don't see myself wearing it. Um, but I think, I think this is this and, um, and the, the Island green joints. These are the kind that end up being like super sought after like five, seven years from now, because everybody slept on them and the people that ended up buying them on a discount end up just beating them up and not caring about them. And then they come back around where it's like, damn, that was a good colorway. I feel like this is one of those colorways where people like, like think differently about it down the road. 100%. Like, uh, was it the Carmelo high school ones? Those yeah. in retrospect were sick. The dirty breads, those were sick in retrospect. Um, oh man, like the holographic pair I, I spoke about earlier. Those are pretty sick. So yeah, there's going to be a, a theme here of just good shoes that maybe down the line and maybe you can consider right now down the line and you're thinking these thoughts, but just the 13, man, if you do it right, even if you don't do it at the right time, like I think a lot of these colors just maybe didn't release at the right time or a sandwich between an off white release or something, who knows, but just, uh, just because a shoe isn't worth a lot of money on StockX doesn't mean it's not a good shoe. Now this next one here, I would say, Arguably the most popular Jordan 13, arguably. Um, and it's the Flints they released back in May of this year. Um, I did not cop these. And I believe I said for more than one episode in a row that I, these were an Instacop. So I'm a dirty liar. But I, <laughs> I wish I would have bought them. I don't want to spend 290 bucks, 350 in that range. Uh, 350 is way too high. They're like 300 is the top end, it looks like on these. But I just don't want to pay resale on an OG Jordan because 2010 they released, 2020. I could wait till 2030. I'm cool. So like it's this wasn't the right time for me specifically in May. But what do you think about the Flints? Do you do you like this colorway? Oh, for sure. One of my favorite colorways. Honestly, like I wanted these shoes, and you can probably look at like GOAT or StockX. The reason why I didn't end up getting these shoes is because every pair that I saw, the backside of the tongue seemed to be rolled over the front, if that makes sense. So you could see a bunch of the blue. I'm not this picky normally, but for some reason on this colorway, I don't think it should be so... I, I feel like the, the back of the tongue should be behind the tongue, Does that makes sense. But... It's a it's a dope shoe again. Like, I mean, it's crazy to me that this released in May. It feels like years ago, and that was only just a few months ago. 
it's insane. Like, yeah, we could talk about memes for days explaining how most people feel about the, the speed of this year. Um, I mean, so speaking of the speed, I'm going to take a little jump backwards in time and talk about the hyper Royal Jordan 13 from 2018 because it's relevant now because it's what spawned the idea of the episode. So again, just another very clean white and Royal blue Jordan 13 looks just like the Laker one, just about very, very similar to the lucky green pair. We'll talk about soon, but just a clean colorway that is very reminiscent of a PE. I think that's just going to be a, a reoccurring theme in this episode. It's just worth getting to the point now where PEs of the past are going to be releasing just without the signatures. For sure. For sure. I mean, this is one of those shoes, like you can look at it and think, I, I mean, if you listen to the, I feel, I feel like we're way over the top plug in old episodes, but when we talked about Penny Hardaway's signature line, right? Like this would be one of those shoes that had Penny continued on. This would be a shoe he would have worn in Orlando, right? For sure. A PE version of the Jordan 13 that looked almost exactly like this, in my opinion. And that would have been magical. Oh, how sick would it be if you put like, you know how all the Oregon duck shoes have the duck on the tongue. If you put like the Orlando magic, like hoop, like the, the magical looking hoop hat on the tongue. It'd be really corny, but I think it'd look cool too. No, that'd be that'd be super dope. Because uh, so I'm trying to think like the Jordan, the Jordan 13 was 98, right? Yeah. So I don't know why I remember this, but nine the 98 Magic had both Dominique Wilkins and Gerald Wilkins on that team, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever because I was like, damn, how cool would it be to play? on the same team as your brother. Anyway, that was total side track thought, but it was, a, it was a fluid thought. And <laughs> yeah. I think, um, so, I mean, we're going to reel it back here, come back into 2020 back to January, which feels even more astronomically distant from May. This is crazy, but um, the reverse, he got games as the name implies. It's a reverse version of the He Got Games. And I don't know how I felt about these, and I still don't know. I like them because they're like a more approachable version of the Island Greens, but they're not as good as the original He Got Games. So it's like, would I want to try something new and just go for the Island Green or go for something that's extremely reminiscent of a past release that doesn't have as much flavor? So it's just like in a weird place in my book. Yeah. I mean, I thought these were pretty dope, but I, I guess like I was kind of just like put off by the circle on the tongue. Isn't this the pair that has the circle on the tongue? Yes. For no reason. Like the playoffs do. Yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, okay. I mean, it's a good colorway and, and like, I'm sure, you know, seeing somebody wear these, I'd be like, damn, those look good. But it's one of those things where I'm just like, why do that? Why you be like that? <laughs> I mean, to, 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 to give myself some credit that, that little bit of thought process probably saves me quite a bit of money. So I, I can't, I can't be too hard on myself. Yes. Um, <laughs> sneaker bots and thinking too hard will save you money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this next pair here also spurred 
this whole episode. It's the Lucky Green Jordan 13s that's releasing uh, this weekend, uh, 9-26. And they are not directly inspired by the Celtics because Lucky Green isn't quite Celtic Green. But they're a little too close for my taste. But I really like them because unlike the reverse heat got games, they have the right amount of flavor. Like they have, a, they have a, a, enough residual flavor of the Ray Allen 13s to where they look cool. Because that, that shade of green and the Ray Allen is distinctly different than these. But the look as a whole plays off of that look makes it its own, makes it original, which makes it more fun to me. So I'm definitely curious about these. But um, yeah, I, I, I like how, like the Raging Bull 5 we got, like what, two years ago? Um, everybody marketed that before we had photos. It was going to be like a retro, faithful to the Raging Bull, whatever. Then we got it, and it's like just like a Crip Jordan 5. It was not the same thing. It didn't carry over the vibes correctly. This shoe carries over the Ray Allen vibe in a good way. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, this is not not for me, but I don't. I think this is a pretty solid colorway, and I, I mean, I I probably prefer the Ray Allen just because I like the white liner and the white pods on that green. But like you said, it's not quite Celtics green, so I, I like that about it. There's just a little bit different. Sometimes I feel like all the sneaker brands just lean on the same like color palette a little too heavy. So nice to see them going a little bit different with this one. A green pair of Jordans is always welcome like for, for, for what you just said, just to break up the monotony a little bit. And yep. then the last Jordan 13 we have here, um, it's that black reverse, not, not reverse. It's that blue bread. Let's call it that way. The moldy bread. Uh, <laughs> it's, the exact same kind of look, just blue instead of red. These are super clean. I am in the camp of appreciating the Jordan 1 Royal more than the bread one. So I think that's why I gravitate towards these more than the bread 13s. So I think this blue works a little bit better. What yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. This is, this, is, this is one of the better, like, uh, I guess, shades of blue colorways on the 13 for sure and i could say i I mean this is one of those shoes i think if things weren't the way they are now and you could walk into a store and you see it on the shelf it's it's definitely a tempting colorway very very tempting and christmas time jordan frenzy these are going to be a hard cop and that's cool but they are reminiscent or directly inspired by the Quinn Richardson PE for when he played in Orlando. So he can kind of fulfill your Penny Hardaway fantasies. Yep. Yep. And call it a day. So let's segue over to the Air Jordan 14. Um, historically, I like the 14 less than the 13, but more than the 15. So it's like that middle child. But let's start off here with the most perplexing rebranding let's just keep plugging old episodes um, where we spent a good, like two minutes dunced moment with this shoe. Like was the rip Hamilton 14, the candy cane, are they the same? What's what's going on here? So the rip Hamilton 14 released back in April, 2019. It is the candy cane 14, just rebranded as rip Hamilton 
as a homage to his Yukon days. Um, but super clean, like the candy cane's always been a great looking shoe. Just to this day, I don't know why you would change personally. One of my favorite nicknames for any Jordan shoe. I like food, the cherry 11s. And then you got these, the candy canes. Like those were two really cool nicknames. <laughs> Grapes. And it's like bread. I mean, come on. Like why, why change it? Yeah. I, I don't have an answer for that one because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Tell uh, me more. Tell me more. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it just, it's so funny. Cause like we talked about this on, on, you know, the previous episode, just how you don't even re like, I mean, you, you don't even see any difference between these shoes and, you know, without going to a, you know, an MJO 23 Dan YouTube episode to like do your research, you would never think that the, the Rip Hamiltons are any different or that they are the same, right? You're thinking, Oh, this is a different colorway. No, it's, it's literally exactly the same. But I mean, to its defense, it's a good colorway. So at least, oh like, yeah, for sure, it's a great colorway. I wouldn't hate if they rebranded that he got games one day. I mean, that's probably blasphemy, but <laughs> whatever. I mean, it's still a good colorway. Any a rose by any other name is still a rose, right? Yep. So it is what it is. That's that's two um, that's two cliches in a row. There you go. Um, <laughs> so this next shoe is wild as it should be is the Dornbecker 14, um, released in December of 2019. Dornbeckers, outside of, like, four of them, have this, they're, they're too wild for me. I love what they do. I love what they stand for. There's just no way in hell I'm ever wearing this shoe. It's like an iridescent, reflective-type purple you know, midfoot. I don't know what's going on here, man. A kid designed it. I'm not going to say anything mean about it. But it's just it's just not for me. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. The Dornbecker stuff, I love the concept and what they do with it and how 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 the whole program works. But the colors are usually just a little too wild for me. But this this is one of the colorways that I really, really like. I mean, oh. I, I I don't think I would ever buy it. But if this if this shoe were to just show up in my collection, I would for sure rock it. So here's some context. Um, the black and court purple theme um, is modeled after its love for the TCU Horn Frogs. Um, the number six on the back represents the number of open heart surgeries he's had. And the laces feature a hospital where he received care. And his nickname of his pal and fellow patient, Little Ray's on the tongue. And he has the Seattle Space Needle on the back. So it's just, it's great storytelling. I, again, just to beat the dead horse. Um, we love what they do. It's a really cool shoe. Just, I'm just, I, I can't rock it. Now the DB8, that is a shoe I will possibly give my pinky toe for. I'm on the fence <laughs> about it. But if you have a worn pair of DB8s, help a brother out. So, so before the, before you go to the next one, it's kind of interesting. This is probably, if I'm not mistaken this is probably the very first time that there's ever been translucent outsoles on a jordan 14 right i can't think of another one. Oh shit i can't think of one either just kind of crazy i really can't i think it's dope that they let kids do that you know it's like hey do whatever yeah but 
I mean, so this next shoe, we'll, we'll put them together because they they follow the same kind of inspiration. Um, the Jordan 14 yellow Ferrari and the Jordan SE, the, that black and perforated pair, both released in 2019 in the summer and winter, respectively. They're Ferraris. There was the red Ferrari pair a couple of years ago. The yellow pair here, instead of having suede, it's leather. The black pair, like I mentioned, had perforations through it. Um, these are just not my steez. I can't pull it off. Again, doesn't make it a bad shoe, but there's there's two takeaways here that I don't like. I don't like perforated shoes. <laughs> it was like perforated anything. It's just not my favorite look. And then I do not like the no-so 14. You got to have contrast. You got to have lines and dots for your eyes to be drawn to. And when it's just no-so it's a no-go for me. The carbon fiber um, teeth and midsole is played throughout both of them. Used, it's not played out, it's just used between both models. But just, yeah, man, uh, acquired taste here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not an owner of any pairs of 14s. I've never had a pair. I actually, it's kind of mind-blowing that I haven't because I, I really like this style. Um, and then like the car ties, the Ferrari storyline, all that, the logo being a Ferrari logo, basically with a jump man, but all three of those, you know, Ferrari, the, the red to yellow and the, or the red, gold and black, I should say. Um, I think it is just the seamless thing. Like it needs to have that overlay panel. Um, I prefer like the, without the perforations, but even the perforations look better than than just a full seamless panel, in my opinion. Now, we have to give credit where credit's due. Um, a little history lesson, the Jordan 14 was inspired by the Ferrari 355 F1. So it's a 90s shoe, keep that in mind also, late 90s. So it's a late 90s sport car inspired shoe. So if you're gonna do anything that's sporty and car-like in terms of colorways, this is your, this is your, this is your canvas to paint. So for sure, do your thing, boo boo. If you're going to do it, now's the time. Kind of like when you got to pee and your dad's like, I told you to go before we got in the car, dude, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you had your time. This was the time to do a Ferrari inspired Jordan 14. So this next one here, another, I mean, motifs just get used throughout Jordan's across models. It's a fact of life. This is one of the best 14s I've seen in a very long time and it's kind of no i mean it's not no so it doesn't have the the midfoot lines and perforations in it or vents i should say um it's the toro pair the red with the black toe the white it's pretty much a black toe actually just with red instead of white and it looks clean like that shoe i really wish i would have bought like that's a good looking shoe yep I 100% agree. This is probably one of the better looking. Like this looks like a, like an should have been an original shoe that that Mike wore back in the day. This would have been like the playoff, yep. like the, the '99 playoffs. This would have been the jam, and this is why I really enjoyed that Air Jordan Nine. It was either last year or the year before, which is white and red. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, he didn't play. Well, obviously, he played in the 14 at the end, but. To not really spend a season in a shoe 
and then to release a competent Bulls inspired colorway 20 years later, that's a home run in my book. Big fan. Yeah, I Big agree. Fan. So these next two, whew, um, not a lot of fans out there. The Supreme two pack, they did not release together, but there were two of them. Um, the white and black pair and the black and royal with like the studded midfoot. It was inspired by Michael Jordan's 1994 leather jacket. So there is a story there, but you should never let the storytelling get in the way of a good looking shoe. I think <laughs> like I could tell the story of how I took a crap yesterday. It's not going to look good on a shoe, but <laughs> a story. So I was like, it doesn't mean it should be on a shoe. Like, Supreme makes it a little bit better because Supreme's just known to do some wild shit sometimes. So I guess that kind of bolsters its credibility. But these are like just two passes. Like, no way in hell. These aren't even like a conversation piece for me. Yeah, I'm not a fan. The I mean, you take away all the little like, you know, beads or whatever those like metal eye-looking things on the side are. And it's a pretty clean-looking shoe. But not, yeah, I don't need all that leather jacket vibe anyway. I don't, that's like MJ meets MJ, like Mike Jackson meets Mike Jordan on that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so last up here, it's the shoe um, that also kind of inspired this episode. We're just broken records. Uh, this last episode we talked about uh, inspired this episode. Uh, go listen to Discord. Uh, go do this. I mean, go watch or read Discord, join Discord, whatever. Um, we're just broken records today. But I, hope so, I hope somebody like comments and is just like, you guys referenced 14 different episodes. Can you just like actually talk about something new instead of referencing all the old shit? <laughs> well, let me tell you about the time I gave a smart ass response on episode four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, the last shoe we have here is the Hyper Royal Jordan 14, like the 213s before it. Just a good blue color Jordan. Like, not much else to say other than a good-looking blue Jordan. For sure. I mean, I don't. I'm not. It's not really in the budget right now. But if somebody sent me a pair of these, I would rock these pretty hard for a while. They're 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 a good colorway. Jordan gods, come bless us <laughs> with the hyper royals. <laughs> I wish I, mean, I wish we said that earlier. That's a that's a funny joke, but we're on we're on minute like fifty. So, <laughs> yeah. anywho, um, that's that's the list, man. If we missed some, let us know. I have a feeling I missed at least one. I did not include grade school or women's, so keep that in mind. Those were purposeful omissions. So, out but, of those, uh, what twenty ish? What uh, what pair are you going to end up owning at some point? I would have to say maybe the Lucky Green. Uh, I want to say the Lucky Green 13s. All right. All right. Just, they're different. And not, we, we, we just spent an episode talking about it. They're different enough. And that's that's my reasoning. How about you? Uh, I think it's actually those those Hyper Royal 14s. Ah, new stuff. Are we are are, are we dropping breadcrumbs? Who knows? 
but no, they're good. They're good stuff. And it's just, uh, we, I appreciate you listening to this episode if you did, because, uh, we talk a lot about Jordans <laughs> and uh, it's fun to do. So sorry if we talked about it too much for your liking, but I could talk about Jordans for another hundred episodes. So here we are. It is pretty easy to, 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 to talk about Jordans considering it's, you know, arguably the most important sneaker line in, in, you know, probably our lifetimes, right? Like, I don't think, although like I might like other sneaker lines better, most of the other ones don't exist without the energy that all of these create. Even if these particular colorways aren't like popular with sneakerheads, they're still important to the mainstream consumers that aren't going to line up or, you know, sign up for bots or, you know, call a friend to go get something. These are the ones that typically kind of sit a little bit on the site or end up maybe potentially even discounted, like you said, on some of them. So important to the, to the overall grand scheme of sneakers, in my opinion. Like Wu-Tang, we're here for the children. So <laughs> that's yeah. it. Well, let us know what you guys think. What, what would you be copping out of this list? You know, I think, I think that's kind of one of those like default sneaker head, uh, we can all agree that it happens where we're, you know, two, three, four years past the release date. And we're like, damn, I should just get these now. So which one is it going to be for you? What are you going to add to your add to your collection that you maybe overlooked out of these 20 or so sneakers? Um, but we appreciate all of you rocking with us. My name is Nick Ingvall. You can follow me at Nick Ingvall on all the platforms. More importantly, just follow at Sneaker History. Anything else from you, Robbie? R-A-H-B-E-E-702. <laughs> right on. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. What up, y'all? This is Nick again. First, I wanted to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a part of your day rocking with us. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a few favors. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Our Patreon members get access to exclusive episodes of the podcast, our latest merch, giveaways, and much more. You can become a member for as little as five bucks a month, and it really goes a long way supporting the crew. Next, make sure you're signed up for our email newsletter. We share updates about the footwear business, some of our favorite finds and deals, and other sneaker-related news a couple times per week. I like to think of it as a one-stop shop for the sneaker game, or at least a work-in-progress one-stop shop for the sneaker game, if you know what I mean. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. Whether online or in person, social distancing in effect, of course, it helps make the sneaker community a better place, and you never know what conversation and opportunity might come from it. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.